Hey everyone, welcome to Still With You. My name is Coley Browning and I am so excited that you've joined me for another episode of the podcast. Before I introduce the friend that I am speaking with today, I would love to draw your attention to the music that you are hearing in the background. This song, Lifted, is from our friend Lily Gray. You can find all of her music on Spotify or wherever you stream. Check out lilygray.com and make sure you connect with her on social media. We are so thankful for her sharing her music with us. Oh my goodness. I'm going to be very transparent with you guys. I love every single friend who makes time to be on the show, but there are a few people who have made a real dent in my story and really have made an impact in my life. And today I'm speaking with one of those individuals who truly have inspired me to the max and made me change the way I live my daily life and how I see the world. This amazing, beautiful friend is Kristen Lipscomb. Kristen is the founder and president of the Secret Place Home, a safe house residential program for children survivors of human trafficking in Pensacola, Florida. She and her husband, Josh, also serve as lead pastors at Liberty Church, a multi-site community with six locations. I attend Liberty Church and they are also my pastors. Not only is Kristen doing all of this, but she is an amazing mom to two incredible boys. Her family is her number one ministry. Prior to moving to the Panhandle, Kristen was focused on a career in creative design, fashion, and marketing in New York City. She never dreamed that she would be called to live in the Sunshine State, but God had other plans. Kristen is passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as their Savior, gain revelation of their value in Him. Her hope is to be a voice to the voiceless. Her passion toward the fight against injustice is evident in her life's message. Every face matters. I absolutely love this. And again, the things that Kristen has taught me as she stands for people and for their value, I will never forget. You guys are going to have to forgive me because I was a little nervous in this interview and I fangirled a little too often in my conversation with Kristen. Her voice, again, has just meant so much to me and I'm beyond grateful that I'm able to learn from her life's work. When God sends out courageous leaders, pay attention, take notes, and ask questions. Clearly, I'm taking my own advice here in my chat with Kristen. I hope Hope you guys love it just as much as I did in the moment. With a grateful and excited heart, it is my honor, and I, I mean that to my core, it is the truest honor to welcome to Still With You, pastor, speaker, founder of The Secret Place, and dear friend of mine, Kristen Lipscomb. Thank you so much for making time for this. You are so busy leading a network of churches mm-hmm. and pastoring so many people and also two boys. Two boys. It's really yeah. busy. <laughs> two boys being an amazing <laughs> wife and also you are the founder of The Secret Place which is a safe home for human trafficking survivors that mm-hmm. is going to be mm-hmm. opening to our city of Pensacola. I don't know how you do it all, but I'm so grateful you're here. Well, I'm excited to be here. I sound tired just listening to that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm excited. I appreciate it. I don't feel like, I don't know, I don't do that much, but I'm grateful just to, to be here and talk and ask away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a lot of questions. You grew up in Long Island. Yep. And now you live in the Deep South. Oh. How did that happen? Oh, okay. We would need a few hours. Um, I love telling this story. 
it's amazing that it happened. So I grew up in, like you said, I grew up in New York. Yeah. I was born and raised there. I thought I was going to be there my whole life. I had a career there. I was working and worked in Manhattan for a long time in the fashion district. Ended up working for a Fortune 100 company and was in IT and just never thought I was going to leave. Long story short, I really was getting a stirring in my heart about God was repositioning me. And I won't get into all my story, but let's just say I was finding the love of the father that I needed through Father God, I ended up finding it through building my career. Yeah. And at the same time, God was really speaking into me of like, you know, part of my story is I got radically saved, gave my life to the Lord when I was a young teenager, and then did a bout face. And I won't say I ever walked away from God, but I won't get into all the detail of it, but I ended up, again, finding my purpose through things that were not God. And for that season, it was my career, and I just felt like the Lord said, you're going to leave New York. Like, this is not your purpose. Yeah. And it's not for me climbing the corporate ladder. And I was young at the time. I was in my early 20s. I was being positioned for vice president of a large organization, and I just knew it was time. Very long story short, I jumped on a Christian website because I knew two things were going to have to happen. I was going to need to find a church community that was going to really make sense for me and I was going to need to find a job and I just pulled out what I thought was the air Florida my mm-hmm. family who lived in South Florida made sense. I knew that I had people there that I could connect with, but mm-hmm. I also knew because I didn't grow up in a Christian home that I needed to find mm-hmm. community and a church specifically. So I got on this website, and it wasn't a dating website. It was just a Christian. It was called Christian Cafe. Another long story short, but when I was younger, the Lord spoke clearly to me that my story would include I would have a son, and my firstborn would be a son, and I was to name him Caleb. Well, I'd never met a Caleb in New York. The first person I met, his screen name was Caleb. And I literally said, is that your real name? Because I was so intrigued by meeting a Caleb, which is ironic because it's a name that I probably should have stumbled upon. Anyway, that was Josh. Wow. Josh is a Joshua Caleb. Oh my gosh. I was going to say, why would he use the name Caleb? Yep. So he's a Joshua Caleb. Caleb, our son, is a Joshua Caleb the second. I love that. Every time anyone asks me, I'm like, oh, that's such an amazing story and it really happened. And so I still thought I was going to move to South Florida. Didn't even know Pensacola was on the map. Yeah. And long story short, here I am living in Pensacola, married a pastor. I love it. Oh, that's amazing. And it's warmer here too. I'm sure than than New York. Yeah. I'm sure there's people who are pastor's wives and maybe they don't speak actively like you do. Did you always feel like that's something that you wanted to do? Be a pastor yourself and shepherd and just be in it. Did you always feel like that's something you wanted to do? I didn't know I was going to, although in hindsight, it totally makes sense that I married a pastor. I mean, I always had a conviction, even before, honestly, I gave my life to the Lord, that I wanted to be a voice for those with no voice. That really resonated with me. It took me a little while to discover what my lane was going to look like and how to be a pastor with my husband, who's the senior pastor, and how to do that that's healthy, yet submit his position in my life and his role to me as my pastor. And so we feel like we found a way to navigate that in a healthy way. He affirms me in my role and affirms the voice 
God has given me, but I don't desire to be a male either. Yeah. So I think God has uniquely given women a voice that is very needed for the world. And God has very much given the men a voice that is very much needed for the world. And when you can do that together in a way that's healthy, it works. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen it also done in ways that's not healthy. So even now, like I only speak when I feel like the Lord has put something in me. I do not find joy in speaking all the time. Like I have some really great friends and they speak at conferences and they're speaking every week and almost Mm -hmm. globally. And I'm like, that's not my lane. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a desire to do it. I just do it when the Lord asks me to. And I find joy in that. Well, every time you have spoke and you've, I've listened to you on a Sunday morning, on a first Wednesday evening, Mm -hmm. you've moved me every time and it comes so naturally to you (laughs) from being on the other side. And I love that you said that you only speak when the Lord wants you to. And that's obedience. (laughs) don't really have a desire like some people are definitely called to speak more and it's just not something that I I'm convicted that I'm called to do I I do feel and I'm thankful that my husband has given me a place to speak when I feel like the Holy Spirit has given me a word or he'll be praying about something and I'll pray with him and like you know I think that the Lord might have something here and I'm quick to if he says yes and affirms it there's been times where he's asked me to speak and I'm like I don't feel like I'm supposed to and then there's been times he's like no you are (laughs) yeah but it just works for us I think that all of us are speaking something yeah some of us just do it with a mic but I pray that my life speaks more off the platform than it does on talk to me a little bit about human trafficking how did this passion and this drive that you have to see slavery ended everywhere period yeah across the board but especially in our backyard pensacola how did that start within you because i am a supporter of all that you do but there's many people like me who didn't decide Mm -hmm. to start a safe home (laughs) and how did that happen it's definitely not something that was overnight like i said earlier i have always had a conviction and a desire to fight for those with no voice. You know, even when I was in high school, I remember my first thing that I did was I put on a fashion show when I was in 11th grade. I was like, you know what? I want to do something. I want to make a difference with my life. What can I do? And so I was in student government. I'm like, you know, can I put on a fashion show and ended up putting on a pretty legit show. That's actually. awesome. <laughs> like, that sounds so fun. Like it was, it was actually a lot of fun and um, raised money for children with AIDS. Yeah. And it just stirred on something that I just found passion and a drive to do. The more I learned about people groups or people with not only a voice who were really marginalized and being stolen of their identity, it just brought my conviction even more. It was like wow. a clarifying thing. So there's some, you know, backstory even into human trafficking on why um, it's such an important cause for me that we don't probably have time to get into now. When I really identified what it was, it was like, I can't not do anything. Mm-hmm. And in, in terms of like, I've done a lot of different types of things within the anti-human trafficking movement and work. And there are some things that I did that I was not called to do. I am not called to go out and rescue girls or boys. You know, there was this season for a few years there where I was working with helping to discover and, and rescue men and women and looking through, you know, ads online and just seeing graphic images. And it tore me up, like it wrecked me. 
me. I can't imagine. Yeah, I, I'm just not called for it. And I'll never forget, I was doing it one night. I was working, and we were doing something for law enforcement, and the person that I was doing with, they were an ace in it. I was over here just like literally felt like my insides were coming out, and they were just so naturally gifted in it. It wasn't affecting them like it was affecting yeah. me. It was a pivotal point for me because I was like, Lord, I know you've given me something to do here. I have a lane in this, but this is not my lane. And I almost retreated completely away from it where I was like, if I can't do that, then I'm not called to do this type of work. And it was, again, a clarifying moment. Honestly, it was a event as it led to the secret place. It was an event that I was at. We were able to see a lot of uh, rescues happen, but there was no placement for them. It was in that moment where I was like, if we're rescuing them and there's no place for them to get healing that's immediate, we haven't really done anything. Yeah. Where are we putting these men and putting these women so that they can be healed? It's a long road. It's a long series of things that have happened in my life, but it led me down to a place where I was like, you know what, Lord, what does this look like? And for Josh and I, we felt like there was something more, not only for our church, but for us personally and prayed, honestly put it before the Lord, like, okay, Lord, like if you want to do something. And he'd always talked about, we're going to open a home for women. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. I love women. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love speaking to women. I love ministering to women. I love it. And I have some incredible relationships throughout the country and out of the country who've done women's homes and long-term housing. And so I was like, that makes sense. Have models I can look at. Mm -hmm. And we looked, tried to go down that road, and every door closed. It didn't even open. What year was this, or just was there a series of years? Like It was a series of years, yeah. And once I started, there was a moment where I started learning about what was going on with kids, and particularly kids in our state, and then bringing it really to home, like kids in our own backyard. And I was like, could we actually be an answer in this? And that was another thing, like for me specifically, like I love to do work that is important, but I, I want to provide an answer to something and it's just too hard to not do it for me and so once I realized that we could actually be an answer to a problem that we had in our state like a legitimate answer I was like okay yes Lord I will look at doing something for kids it was never on my radar and every door started opening that's Uh, amazing incredibly profound things were happening in favor and me placed in relationships there was no reason it should have happened and so I know that's a very long answer too no I love all of that Um, answer but it was a long journey yeah and I've shared this before but the Lord really even spoke to me in a hospital room about some of that journey and how it was going to look like you know it was a decade later that it's unfolding wow it takes time purpose doesn't come overnight purpose comes by being obedient to the day-to-day and the secret place didn't come overnight. It's almost a decade later and it's being fulfilled. A decade later. Mm-hmm. A decade of prayer and hard work and research. And, and wow. yeah, And doors closed and things mm-hmm. that didn't make sense. And even a, and part of that was me like saying, I don't think I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not called to this work at all. You know, it was even the kindness of the Lord that said, no, you're, you're called to reach my people. And for me, the only person who can heal these men and women is Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, that I know. You know, it's just being faithful with what you have and then you end up doing something that really it's not you doing secret place is not you know my name is next to it being founded but it was it's been founded by an army of people and really it's it's the lord so 
That is something that I have been amazed at how the community has stepped in. So I remember yeah. one Tuesday or Wednesday evening at the Blue Angel campus when you and Jen Penton, is that how I say her Pintone. last name? Penton. You all were talking about human trafficking mm-hmm. awareness, and I will never forget at the very end of yeah. the meeting, you're like, hey, keep this kind of on the DL, yeah. but this is happening. Oh my goodness, what a <laughs> privilege. I don't know how I ended up in that room. I knew something big yeah. was happening. And then to watch businesses donate, to watch people partner, Amazing. Impact 100, mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, yep. incredible. I tell Tiffany all the time, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you guys are pioneers. Like, can you explain a little bit about the how Orlando, how there yeah. is a desperate need? I yeah. mean, I know well, this answer, but they part don't. Of, part of the answer with that, honestly, I said, okay, Lord, if this is what we're going to do, then two things are going to happen. One, people are going to know that this is yours. Yeah. Because this is clearly too big for any person to do. And two, we are going to create a model that can be replicated. So that means we're going to prove that a community can actually provide the answer. It's not going to be one organization. Honestly, our community has. They have stepped up in so many ways because they realize these are not just kids. These are our kids. Mm -hmm. These are our kids in our own backyard, in our own circuit that have been trafficked. And when you can wrap your arms around, like, I could actually make a difference in one person's life, then it's really easy to say, you know, at least for me, and I think that's why we've seen our community, is like... You can make a difference in a, in a child's life that will affect generations. Yeah. And it could be, it doesn't mean that you're opening up a safe house, but you could make a way for this thing to happen. And that's really what we're seeing in amazing ways, like ways that, again, only would say that God is doing this. Yeah. We just get to steward the work. Along with the tangible providing a home, I feel like The Secret Place is creating a heart change in the city of Pensacola because yeah. I've spoken with you personally that I had a conversation with a friend of mine. I brought up, had they heard about The Secret Place that was happening and... She said, I don't know why people would put themselves in that position. And when I started explaining the information that you gave me, how that happens, that it's never that person's fault. It wasn't even her fault that she hadn't been educated to know. But as soon as I started sharing the information that you and your team had provided for those awareness meetings, that's why they're so important, because that's how those conversations grow. Mm -hmm. You could see her heart melt and change in that she was like, oh, I didn't realize that, that, you know, it's never their fault. It's never anything it's human done. beings. Yeah. When you can take your eyes off of the act and place it on that those are human beings, yeah. that is someone's son and daughter, you know, no child ever grows up and decides that I want to be sold for sex. And, you know, even I've said this and, you know, I've gotten some flack for it, but I pray every day for those traffickers. I yeah. pray for those pimps. I pray because they too were once a young girl or a young boy. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, they were caught up in something that was traumatic. And the majority of them went through something very traumatic. You know, I always say, if you can get one pimp to turn around, Come that on. pimp has more influence than I ever will. Yeah. It's a radical way of thinking, but we got to remember these are human beings you know Mm -hmm. these are people that were created in the image of God on both sides I don't even like getting caught up in the word human trafficking I just want to see people restored I mean there's obviously terms that are important and laws that are important and thank God for them as it comes to both adults and children but for me I found that discovering my lane on what that looked like was I don't even care if the child recognized that they were trafficked I want them to know that something traumatic has happened 
happened to them and healing can come. Yeah. And part of that is discovering what has happened to them and um, the trauma. But I don't care that people know that the secret place is something with human trafficking or not. To me, it's just human beings who need to be healed. And that's why you're leading it because you have that (laughs) mindset. You are our leader. (laughs) It's what keeps me pursuing the work that it's never about anything. But if I can see one young girl decide that she's worth it and go after hard work, I mean, that's hard work that they have to do really hard work and it's not overnight and it could take years. But when I get, you know, an email or a phone call that that young girl is now in nursing school, which I have, uh, is worth it and I'll do anything for it. I am so excited for this year of when it is able to open and how can we help with this? How can people get involved? In the show notes will be all the ways that people can connect with The Secret Place and also Liberty Church, just resources with how they can learn more about you as well. For someone who's hearing this and they're feeling like they want to do something, how can we best help? Well, pray. I mean, prayer first, honestly, with everything for sure. Pray for our team, pray for our staff, pray for those kids. Right now, we are just waiting on our licensing to be approved. And once that's approved, we'll have kids. So we're ready. We're eagerly waiting for that to happen. And I would say, don't believe, I don't want to say don't believe the hype, but don't believe everything you read online. Get educated. And that's one of the things we try to do in providing the community and, and churches and whatever that looks like. Education on what it is and what it's not. The last thing that we need to be is afraid. Mm-hmm. And when we get that posture of being in fear, the enemy wins. So we don't have to be afraid of it. We need to be mindful of what's happening so that we can steward it well. So get educated. Learn, you know, especially if you're a parent and you're listening to this, learn what's on your child's phone. Yeah. Learn those apps. There's some great resources now where they can put controls in. I always say this, you're not there to be your child's best friend, you're to be their parent. And so majority of the trafficking now is happening through apps and social media. It's not happening how we, we saw it even five years ago. And those apps are coming up and they're going down and they're smart. So be educated in that, but don't be fearful of it either. And be cautious on what you're reading. You know, not everything is accurate. Not every statistic out there is accurate. Super Bowl is not the largest sporting event. It just has a lot of people. Anywhere you get lots of people together with sex, drugs, and alcohol, you're going to find a problem. And then, of course, if you want to volunteer, we have over 400, which is amazing to me, volunteer advocates Oh wow! that have been trained yeah. and are being resourced to be able to not only serve the community, serve the secret place, serve in different ways, raise awareness. You can get involved even in the work and not actually have to be hands-on with the kids. There's lots of opportunity There's and there's lots of lanes that are really necessary. They all just converge mm-hmm. and work together. So It's worth it and I've heard you say this before but those numbers are faces. I love, you're, those numbers you're, are human beings. Yeah. That is not a statistic. Any work that you're doing, you can so get caught up in things that aren't important. You know, I think about one child. Well, that one child can affect a generation connect a family network that I might not have any influence in. It's like that one pimp. Well, that one guy or or woman could bring transformation into a community because it is a community, whether we like it or not. It's their community. Yeah. And could radically change like the Samaritan woman. Radically change something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just keep your heart in the right place. Every face matters. Every face matters. 
Your Every life. prodigal deserves to come home. Yeah, I love that phrase. Uh, I read your blog, and I love I love that. Like that yeah. that was really cool, and that honestly helped me. The in eyes, a, and the yeah, it helped me understand the, things, yeah. you know. And was a really sweet time of when I was moving to Pensacola and trying mm-hmm. to get around people that were like minded, and it was encouraging to know that you yeah. know I wasn't alone. Yep. You know, I was being led by people you like you. Yeah. And, you know, God has given us all ears and all a mouth and all eyes, and we all see things differently, but they're all important. You know, it's not about what you look like. It's about the the voice that God has given you, how you interpret things, how you hear things. They all matter. Again, it's going back to humanity is important and so much that God put his handprint on us. We should value that. Hey friends, I want to welcome our newest sponsor to the show, Brave Witness Clothing. This is a up-and-coming clothing brand that I am beyond excited about. Here's what I love. They create custom clothing that encourages believers to dare to walk bravely and boldly in the life that God has called them to live. Through a combination of prophetic painting and custom art, they are creating amazing pieces for you to wear. I placed my own personal order with Brave Witness Clothing a month ago and I'm so excited to be receiving my jacket this week. I cannot wait to wear it about and of course I'm going to be sharing it with you guys. To connect with Brave Witness Clothing, please visit their Instagram site at Brave Witness Clothing. Get your custom clothing today. Again, they are so personal and creating the style that you want to reflect that also represents your faith. I'm so excited to be sharing this business with you and so thankful for their support of Still With You. Brave Witness Clothing. Outside of pastoring a church, you know, leader in our community, all the things, you know, read your bio, it's amazing. What do you do Gosh. for being a mom, being a wife? What know. do you, yeah, what do you do for fun? Like, I know you love to go to Costa Rica with your family. I think we that is so Costa fun. Rica. Yeah. What do you do for fun and how do you balance? Well, I think you need to have friends. We have great friends in our life and people that you can laugh, laugh until you feel like you're going to pee your pants. Mm. And so you can't do life alone. So we, you know, we have some great people in our life that are people we vacation with, people we spend time with, people that I can be, you know, in my hoodie and eating pizza and just <laughs> chilling. And that's really important. Like, you have to have fun. Yeah. We're so grateful that we have those people in our life. And we pray for that. Because you can also get on the other side where you're like, I'm too busy. That actually should be a priority for you because your health, your soul health is really important. Yeah. And so for us, that's something that we enjoy. We enjoy our friends. I enjoy creating. That's something that's always been a... a what do you mean by that? What are you creating? Thing. I love design. Yeah. I love interior design. I love the creative process. I love art. I love music. Just to be able to find enjoyment in that. Um, mm-hmm. is important. I think everyone needs not just a hobby, but things that, you know, I think Josh has said it a few times, but God will hold us responsible, not just for the things that he's called us to do, but the things he's called us to enjoy. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, do we not enjoy the things that he's given us? It's the other thing. Like, I know it sounds like we do a lot and I guess we do. God's given us 
a plate size that that works for us but there is a time at the end of every day you know we try as a family to always have dinner together yeah it's a value for us we live on the baseball field and our kids are and our family are the most important to us so sometimes we say no to things that fit trump's family time that's okay you know our number one ministry and that's our family so with that comes margin and things but i love to exercise although i was on a little bit of a rut recently with a knee injury but i'm getting back you hurt your knee yeah Oh no! I'm I'm much better now. I was gonna thankfully. say, I know you love to run. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't love to run. Well, I say this. I love to run five miles or below. Anything beyond that, I don't love. Um, hey, I saw you kill that thirteen point one. Like, <laughs> I don't know. My mind is very clear when I do it. So yeah, yeah. It's important to take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You had a direct contribution to launching this podcast, and mm-hmm. I remember when Chris and I were attending the Blue Angel campus. I was so broken it was we had just moved here 2016 and I didn't know what to do new city new church family and I remember on a Wednesday night you had asked for anyone who was seeking vision to Mm -hmm. come forward and you were going to pray over them and I was so scared at the Mm -hmm. time I didn't even come forward because I was so unsure you know of Mm -hmm. everything my life had totally changed move away from family you know I have a husband in the military but I asked the Lord I was like I'm not going for it but I want that like I want that call for vision and a couple of months later, I thought I was supposed to start writing again. So I revamped my blog, later started to hear stories from friends and my heart broke. And I was like, okay, this friend who's in Florida needs to connect with this person who's in Missouri. You know, hearing these stories on coffee, it's like, why are we not sharing this? And yeah, yeah, the Lord just completely gave me this vision of what I thought I could do with just having like an open mic and a conversation. It started from that moment. Wow. Yeah. Ever since this has started, I just... I wanted to thank you in person for that because it's still growing and it's a very small podcast, but I've seen people be changed through it and I don't think it wouldn't have happened. Well, I'd like to think that it would happen so, but it's, you did the work. You yeah. invited uh, that into, it, it gave us permission. It would have happened the heart of yeah. God for you, you know, mm-hmm. God just, whatever reason, you know, used me that night. You gave the invitation from something I didn't yeah. even know to ask for. Yeah, but that's the beauty of the Lord when we submit to his work. I mean, there's, it's funny, there's times where I speak and someone will say something and I'm like I didn't say that actually (laughs) but that's how the Holy Spirit works and you know there's a seed that was impregnated on the inside of you that God was desiring to give birth to grow Mm -hmm. and don't sell yourself short you know when you get things into God's atmosphere and God's airways it affects and translates into so many avenues that you would not believe it's kingdom purpose you know and so I would imagine on the other side of eternity you're going to find how many people it really did get into that you just didn't realize it did. You know, when you submit that work back to the Lord, that's the beauty of Him being able to do something that, you know, you'd never be able to do, but affect so many people's lives. So you being obedient is blessing me. Well, thank you so much for saying that. Even from the attitude that you have of like, if it's just one, like the one person that I know who considered inviting Jesus into their life is worth it. It's all worth it. it. Yep, it is. Bring it back to yourself. I mean, I thank God that God didn't give up on me. I think that's the beauty of the church. You know, I think that's the beauty of the diversity of the church and that God is, is his kindness calling us back to him and reconciling a world that was lost. Everyone, I believe, has a 
part to make that happen. And so the I Kingdom Come work, it doesn't look the same for everyone. Yeah. It shouldn't. It's the beauty of the diversity of the gifts and the talents. But when we all collectively do our part and celebrate the other who's doing their part and celebrate mm-hmm. the other who's doing their part and stop trying to figure out why I don't look like that or competing with it, God can do something, I mean, just amazing. Yeah. And, you know, truth is, he's going to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we just get to be either a part of it or not. Yeah. You know? And we want to be a part we of it, though, which is why I was saying, like, it probably would happen. But you stepped into that. Like, that girl needed an invitation for vision into her life, and you did it. Thank you so much. I think about that moment often, mm-hmm. and it's just so clear to me of just two-degree shift, you know, just does everything. Is there anything else that you would like to share? I mean, I could ask you mm. so many more questions, but I want to be respectful. If you're listening to this, that you're important. There's so many times in the things that I've done. You know, I pray even for my future. Who knows what our future is going to look like? Don't discredit the bumps and the things that feel like are potentially course correctors. All those things actually will add up to something. And I am so grateful that I didn't try to do some of the things that God is allowing me to do now prematurely. I would have really messed them up. (laughs) Don't try to quicken progress either and give yourself grace along the way. You know, every day I mess up. Every day I'm trying to figure things out. A meeting this morning and I felt like (laughs) I have no idea what I'm doing. But that's the grace that you got to give yourself. You know, ultimately what you have to give is important. You know, it's like keep your hands out and open that you're just stewarding something. It's like pressure's off. You don't have to try to figure out how to fix the world. You don't have to be the savior to anyone. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not. You're never going to be. God, even every day, had to step away at the creation and say it's good enough. Yeah. And so give yourself that grace to say today, you know, it's good enough. I'm good enough. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was. Yeah. We're so hard on ourselves. It's the unfortunate side of living in a world that's run by social media right now. It's like we compare ourselves to things that just... I mean, it's not reality. Mm-hmm. And you set yourself short for what God really wants to do on the inside of you. You know, everyone's so uniquely, beautifully gifted and everyone's so necessary to the whole. It's just sometimes we don't give ourselves the grace to to believe it. I receive all of that, right? <laughs> I do because I can relate so much is that I will put my everything into something and it didn't turn out how I wanted it to be. Yeah. I keep talking about Tiffany, but she taught me that when I'm in conversation with someone who I like, I feel stressed to turn my hands open mm. to receive. And I started doing that when I prayed mm, too, just to, right. just to think that I don't have it all and I yeah. need it so much. Or it's just a physical reminder yeah, that as I'm praying, it's a posture. It's a that posture that of I your practice. Heart. Yeah. That I need that grace and that mm-hmm. that today is good enough. Yeah, as today you said. is good enough. And you might not always make the right decision. And, you know, I'm not saying we got to aim to live a life that's set apart and holy and do the right things for sure. But we so set ourselves up to fail. And yeah. I, you know, honestly... I've often found, and it's hindsight is 2020. You never want to be in the loss. You know, you never want to be in the middle of the learning experience. But I believe all of us can attest that when you look back on it, it makes sense. And God does something also really beautiful with our mess. Yeah. You know, we don't sometimes, like you said, open up the hand enough to say, okay, I'm giving this mess back to you, even though I made it. Mm-hmm. Like, make it into something beautiful. I know, I believe you can do that. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why I started doing that too is because I felt like I had to to earn God's love. It's an open hand. Yep. Like I'm not doing anything. It's yep. like a surrendered posture, like you said. Totally. 
Yeah. Yeah. He does not love you for doing a podcast. He does not love me for opening a safe home. He loves me. Yep. With a period. Sitting on my couch doing nothing. He just loves me. I'm so grateful that we get to try to emulate that, too. You know, it says God's kindness leads us to redemption. Yeah. How are we going to win a world that is set up with so many distractions and so many things that are unattainable and benchmarks that are not realistic? We're not going to win a world trying to act like the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to win the world by loving God as he's loved us. That's why it says love your neighbor as you do yourself. Unless you know the love of God for yourself, you're not going to know the love of God for your neighbor. My neighbor's not going to come to the Lord because of a safe house. They're going to come to the Lord because of the power of the Holy Spirit and the love of Jesus Christ. So how am I practically just loving that person there where they're at? I love that you have that bracelet that says the rumor is true, that I'm going to change the world. I love that. I mean, with God, we can do that. With God, we can do it. We can do it. We can. We can be a part of it. I always try to even with them. the team like we're just stewarding with open hands we're stewarding we get to be a part of it it's so awesome that we get to be a part of it but at the end of the day all this is going away so we just again that posture of like i just want to steward well god what you've given me Mm -hmm. and pray that you know you do something with it and i you know ultimately look more like you in the process so the name of the podcast is still with you i always ask at the end of each episode Where is God still with you? You can answer that in any way that you want. You know, I, for me, have learned that God is, it's not like a hour. It's not a moment when, you know, especially raising two boys, one's a morning person, one's not. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, like, it's not a schedule for me. I find God in the most organic of moments. I remember I used to put a lot of pressure on myself, like I need to be up doing a morning devotional and like, not that I don't start my day with the Lord, but it looks different for everyone. And for me, it was like throughout the day, like, God, where are you going to meet me in this place? And where can I meet you? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't look the same every day. And I'm okay with that Mm because it works for me. I find that he's still with me all day long. You know, obviously times where I actively, you know, especially if there's something that's happening or praying for someone and, you know, there's there's moments where you're active, but I just find that I want to know that God is breathing. He's in my lungs. He's in this moment. He's in the moment when I'm at the ballpark and I'm just sitting there enjoying my kid throwing a really good pitch or he's out when we're at the beach and we're on the surfboards or he's in that moment when when I know that someone is being touched in a prayer service and he's in that moment for me where, you know, I've had series of loss. So God just for me is there. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. Yeah. And I love that question because I feel like everyone answers it so differently, but I relate to that too. Washing dishes yep. and yeah, the most car rides. Times, I don't, I do find for me personally, and it's something that I've really even recently been trying to do more of, there's just something about being outside in nature. Yeah. And, you know, the earth screams his creative posture towards us. I mean, you can't deny, you know, just the handprint of God when sometimes I'll go out and I do this often, actually, a lot, for whatever reason, just found myself at night going out and standing on our back porch and closing the door and closing my eyes and allowing the sound of nothing. I've met God there in the most powerful of moments mm. where I just was out there and breathing. Maybe someone will try that this week. You Maybe. Know? I hope so. Go outside. It's hard it's dark, for me to be quiet. Close it all <laughs> off. Yeah. And just close your eyes and just take some breath 
You know, it's just something powerful about being in something that was way beyond us. You can't deny his hands when you look at the stars and you breathe in air and you hear the waves. Well, let's all do that this week. I'm going to do that for sure because it's so hard for me to be quiet. I have a lot of energy, a lot of nervous energy, a lot of excited energy, and I need that. It always helps. It's yep. just getting there and making it a priority just like I would to brush my teeth yep. and to go to the gym. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. I want to tell you that you are welcome on here anytime. Seriously, Kristen, like anytime you want to come on, I would be so honored. And you have worked in my life being such an amazing leader that I look up to for just about everything. Honestly, like your leadership and how you love the Lord and how you... all the time. Well, you, even in failing though, that's the sign of a good leader to, you know, that they they admit their mistakes or whatever, that you're human. And I just can't thank you enough on behalf of my friends and the people of Pensacola like you are like I said like a pioneer in doing something that needs to happen and I'm just so grateful and I'm so grateful that I am here to watch it what a gift so your gift thank you this is really I loved it yay (laughs) that's awesome like I said you're welcome back anytime Okay, just to clarify, I really wasn't joking when I said that when God sends out courageous leaders, we need to pay attention, take notes, and ask tons of questions. I am learning so much from the life that Kristen is living through ministry, being an amazing wife and mom, and just an individual whose eyes are open to injustice. I look at my world differently because I was very ignorant to the fact of what was happening around me, and I'm so grateful for amazing, brave leaders like her who are willing to take a stand. I'm just beyond grateful for the things that she has done for not only the Pensacola area, but for the world and the generations that that will impact. Truly, if you see someone around you who is doing something that matters, make a note. Tell them thank you. If they're not doing it, who is? And we need to champion them and come alongside them and show our support. With that being said, if you would love to connect with Kristen, all of the links and ways that you can do so will be in the show notes. The Secret Place Home will be launching in 2020 ways that you can volunteer financially give pray support of any kind can be found at the secretplacehome.org again this will be in the show notes for you to find as well as other ways that you can connect with Kristen, liberty church and other resources all of this information is available on my website coleybrowning.com get plugged in in the places you need to be also thank you so much for joining us i feel like this was such a cool episode and again like thank you so much for joining me. You are definitely a friend of mine and I would love to connect with you and encourage you in any way that I can. I mentioned my website, coleybrowning.com, but you can also connect with me on social media. I'm probably on Instagram a little bit too much. My handle is coleybrowning. I would love to hear from you. Again, a huge thank you to my hero, Kristen Lipscomb and her team and Liberty Church Network. Man, you guys are the real deal and you have changed my life in more ways than you know. I'm so grateful. And friends, I am so thankful for you guys hanging out on another episode of still with you. I gave you all the ways to connect. I can't wait to hear from you. Please go out and be bold, be brave, be you, and remember that he is still with you. Uh